0: is this Father's Day, but it's also what is known in African-American communities and now around the nation and in other countries, Juneteenth. And so this is a federal holiday where we celebrate the liberation of enslaved people. Uh, On last week, I told you that uh, you can take that prayer slide off. We'll come back to it. On last week, uh, I told you that for many black people, this is our Independence Day. Not that we are ungrateful for the 4th of July or it has no meaning. We bring out our red soda on 4th of July too. This is a very meaningful, historic festive day for those especially in the black community. So I want to take some time in this multi-ethnic church to to speak to you about Juneteenth In particularly. I'm reminded of something that Frederick Douglass said in one of his most famous speeches. He asked the question, what to the Negro is the 4th of July? And in short, he, say, he said, I answer, it's a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year. The gross injustice and cruelty to which he is the constant victim. In that vein, I want to answer a question for us in a little bit different way. What to our nation is Juneteenth? What to our nation is Juneteenth? First of all, I believe Juneteenth, and let me give you a heads up. This is going to be one of the most pro-black sermons that you have heard, that but is yet thoroughly biblical. Okay, it. okay, it. okay, it. Juneteenth, it's also known as Jubilee Day, Freedom Day, Black Independence Day, Emancipation Day day. What to our nation is Juneteenth? First of all, it is a day of affirmation for black people. It is a day of affirmation. For centuries, black people were seen as inferior. Black people were nothing more than Property. And as a result, they were seen as less than. It was criminal and to be different. Black people were used and abused. And because of the color of their skin, Our fathers were ripped away from the family unit. Because of the color of our skin, grown men were called boy. And then, as you know, as a people, we were called the N-word. When white masters were displeased with their black slaves, the slaves were lynched and all of these atrocities reveal a lack of seeing all people as bearers of the image of the divine creator the black male and female were not viewed as people whose dignity were affirmed The, 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 the rights of black women to not have their bodies raped was were not affirmed by white slave masters i contend that slavery is the result of poor theology because if they had just read 27 verses into the Bible, they would have saw in Genesis chapter 27, that God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him, both male and female. He created them. To be created in the image of God is to have inherent dignity. That word dignity is the quality of a person that makes him or her deserving of and worthy of honor and respect. And so Juneteenth, beloved, is a day for affirmation of the dignity of every human being. Every human being has been crowned with glory and honor. But Juneteenth reminds the black person that it is okay to be black. Juneteenth is a reminder that our blackness reflects the very image of God. And so on Juneteenth, we we are reminded that you can be black and be proud. Juneteenth is a reminder that you can be unapologetically black. Oh, Juneteenth is a reminder that because we have been created in the image of God, we are unashamedly black. And a matter of fact, Juneteenth is a reminder because we have been created in the image of God. We are beautifully black. We have been kissed by the sun and we are created in the image of God. My blackness, beloved, and the blackness of black people is a reflection of the beauty of God, the creativity of God, the wisdom of God. Juneteenth is a reminder that all people, but especially black people in America, are worthy of honor. We are worthy of respect. We are worthy of love. And so you can put some respect on our name. Today of affirmation that we are created in the image of. God, so guess what? No matter how we have been treated and continue to be treated, the fact that our God has created us in our image, in his image, means that you can't give me dignity. I already have it because my creator created me in his image. I have dignity. You can only affirm the dignity that I already have. It's a day of affirmation. Juneteenth is a day of affirmation that we are indeed image bearers. And we are worthy of honor and respect. And we as image bearers too have the God-given responsibility and task to rule. That's the first thing God gave to his people. June, Genesis chapter 1:28 says so. He blessed them. And told them to be fruitful and multiply and to subdue, to fill the earth and subdue it and watch this and have dominion. Because we are created in the image of God, you can trust us with authority. Because we are created in the image of God, you can give us responsibility. Because we are created in the image of God, we can have power. We are too call. To be rulers of God's creation. It's a day of affirmation, but it's also, secondly, a day of emancipation. That word emancipated is to be means to be set free, to be liberated. And that's what Juneteenth is a reminder of. We are a free people. We are no longer slaves, but we have been liberated. We are no longer property, but we are what God originally created us as a person, a whole person, not three fifths of a person, but a whole person. However, emancipation is not just something that's happened to black people, but it's also a reality for all the people of God. Because the truth of the matter is we were all slaves to sin. And beloved, sin is a cruel taskmaster. And as a result of sin, we are all under the wrath of God. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death. However, the good news, the gospel, is that God sent his son, Jesus, into the world to set his people free. And beloved, the good news on Juneteenth, June 20th, June 21st, June 22nd, July 1st, July 4th, July 23rd, is that whom the son sets free is free indeed. And I heard somebody say, freedom looks good on you. We are no longer slaves, but we, the people of God, are sons and daughters of God our Father. We've been adopted into the family of God. And now I am a co-heir with Christ of the riches of salvation. Beloved, we are free indeed. And so Galatians chapter 5 verse 1, says, for freedom, Christ has set us free. So stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. As black people in particular, we need to stand firm in our freedom. Though we have every right, and yes, I said right, to claim victimization here in America... We should not wallow in our victimization, but we must live freely as victors. They tried to destroy us as a people, but yet here we stand. They told us we were three-fifths of a person, yet Here we stand. They beat us and lynched us, but yet here we stand. When they didn't want us to vote, they enacted a poll tax, but yet here we stand. We are not just victims, but we are victors. So we must remember that as victors, we are independent, innovative, and industrious. Can I hang out there real quick? What I mean when I say we are independent, that means we ain't got to re- uh, uh, rely on the government, welfare, food stamps, or any other means to take care of us. Though true repentance, by the way, is demonstrated through reparations. I ain't scared of y'all this day. <laughs> Just read your Bible and study repentance, and you will see that true repentance. Is demonstrated through reparations but y'all can figure out how that should be done yet we don't have to rely on welfare to survive and or nor to thrive in this country we must re- remember that we come from people like Madam C.J. Walker the first female millionaire in America We have the spirit of Mary Ellen Pleasant, who who would, as a cook, would do some ear hustling on the conversation of wealthy patrons. Take what she learned, invest her money, and then she built a fortune. And it was that same Mary Ellen Pleasant, since we know, since, by the way, when I came to Kansas, all of a sudden I started hearing the name of John Brown and let me tell you something about John Brown it was Mary Ellen Pleasant a black woman who helped fund John Brown's 1859 raid on Harper's Ferry, Virginia in an attempt that was an attempt to spark a slave revolt in the South we we are independent people we we have the spirit of Robert Johnson, yeah Robert Johnson, the co-founder of BET, the first black billionaire We we have the spirit and that power within us. We are independent. Not only are we independent, but we are also innovative. That word innovative means new methods, new ideas, original creativity. We we come from people like Garrett Morgan, who created the three light traffic signal. And some of y'all are like, he could have kept that. I don't got too many tickets. (laughs) Yeah, Lord. We we, we come from people like Frederick McKinley Jones, who who invented refrigeration equipment for trucks and trains and ships and planes. We come from people like George Washington Carver. Uh Uh-huh, that great inventor of peanut butter. I'm looking for the one who made cookie butter, though. Yes, Lord. Oh, this is about black people, this is about black people. We, we come from people like George Crumb. Anybody like potato chips? You can thank black people like me. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We come from people like Charles Drew, who created uh, blood banks that allowed blood to be stored for longer than a week. We, 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 we live among people like, uh, this. you know she real black, watch this, Kiss Mikia. Mickey Corbett, a scientist who was at the forefront of the development of the COVID-19 vaccine. But there are some innovative people that we will never know their names because their work came from the kitchen. We knew, we are innovative. Let me tell you about some of the innovative people. In slavery, the masters our masters would not give us the good food. They would give us the leftovers and the undesirable cuts of meats. We, 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 the, uh, the slaves received the table scraps. And so innovative cooks, innovative black women learn how to take the pig feet and feed their families. They learned how to take pig intestines, also known as chitlins. Some people call them chitterlings. If they do, don't eat them. You want them from the table where they say, I made some chitlins. Mm-hmm. But they knew how to take the worst or, or the undesirable parts and still survive. They, they, they. Watch this. You, you didn't even know about this ribs. They, they were considered unconsumable food by the masters, but they gave them to the slave folks, and they learned how to take those ribs. By the way, Dave, where is Dave? Dave there was some good old ribs yesterday, bro. I appreciate it, man. I, I say thank you. And then I say you welcome too because you learned that from my people. We learn how to slow cook that thing and make it so that it start falling off the bone. I had something like that yesterday. That's right. No, no, you don't count as black. No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. He trying to get on the reparations too. No, no, no. You ain't getting them. No, no, no. But then the slave mourning would be begin with, they would be led to a trough. Yes, a trough. Human beings fed out of a trough that were filled with cornmeal and buttermilk. And so they learned how to take that cornmeal and buttermilk and make some cornbread. And every now and then they'd give us some fish and some lard with it. And so they took that cornmeal, that buttermilk, that fish and that lard and made some fried catfish. That's the most she ever said about doing one of my sermons ever. She's always hungry. That's why I can't wait for school to start back so they can feed her. They learn how to take a little and stretch it and make it much. We come from innovative people. And by the way, y'all like rice? That comes from uh, West Africa too. Yeah, yeah. And then we didn't always have meat, but we could find some vegetables. And we make things like greens. And so they learned how to Make how to cook them slow and put some meat in them so that we could so it would be pleasant and tasty. We learn how to eat things like black-eyed peas. And by the way, when when they made greens, the, 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 the juice that was left over, they would take their cornbread and dip it into their juice that they call pot liquor. L-I-K-K-E-R, not that liquor, not that liquor. We, they learn how to make things like hop and join. Don't nobody know what that is? Next page. <laughs> but that's who black people come from. We are independent. We are innovative. But we are also industrious. We are diligent and hardworking. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me deflate this lie that's out there in the world today that says black people are lazy. That ain't true. There's just as many lazy black people as there are lazy. White people and Hispanic people and Asian people. You can't picture us. You can't just paint this broad stroke and call us lazy. Because I grew up with a single mama who worked two jobs at a time to make sure there was food on the table, clothes on my back, to make sure there was a roof over my head. And that's just not my mama, but that's a lot of black single mothers. Who did that? We, we, we come from people who, who were enslaved. How are you gonna call the people whose ancestors were slaves lazy? Who had to work from sun up to sundown in the in in, in in the heat of the day in the deep south? That heat in the deep south hit different, y'all. And here, here we are. Y'all didn't some of y'all didn't even show up yesterday because it was too hot. We had to have canopies because it was so hot. We left early because it was so hot. Y'all was about to fall out yesterday. But yet, people that look like me would go into the fields and pick cotton and corn and all kinds of things. And they would chop it all day long. I, we come from people who are hard workers. And that spirit ain't died. It is still yet alive. We are some hard-working people people. The fact that we are yet surviving lets us know that we are some industrious people because when the odds were against us, God preserved us and we persevered. So yes, I tell you when you look at me, especially the fact that I'm a black man still standing here in America, yes! It was nobody but the Lord. And that's the testimony when you see a black family, a black person, you ought to be able to say there's nobody but the Lord. They had the odds stacked against them. The odds are still stacked against them, but it's nobody but the Lord. He has preserved us. You think about the factories. Black people working hard oftentimes. This country, yes, these United States of America, which I love, by the way, in case anybody got it twisted. I love me some America. And she is beautiful. But she's got some warts on her. This country was built on the back of on the back of black slave labor. So don't call us lazy. We are diligent, hardworking, industrious people. It's a day of emancipation. It's a day of affirmation. But finally, it's a day of celebration. I'm ready, man. We can go. Juneteenth is a day of celebration. Juneteenth is a day where we rejoice. Juneteenth is a day where we we celebrate the God who has heard our cry. That's why we sing songs like, I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied every groan. And long as I live and even while trouble come, I'll haste unto his throne. We celebrate the God who remembers. We celebrate the God who cares. We celebrate the God who sees We celebrate the God who knows. We celebrate the God who knows about the slave in the field, who knows about that black woman being raped by her master. We celebrate the God who, even though he saw it, he brought a day of justice. And we serve a God that not only has he brought justice, but one day there will be justice for all. We celebrate the God that is a deliverer. We celebrate the God who sets captives free. We celebrate the God that liberates. We celebrate the God that justifies. Y'all waiting for something deep, but I'm just talking about celebrating our God. We celebrate a God who gives the victory. We celebrate a God who doesn't forget his people. We celebrate a God who never slumbers nor sleeps. We celebrate Celebrate a God who who sits high, but yet looks low. We celebrate a God who keeps His word. We celebrate a God who is faithful. We celebrate a God. Maybe you still working on the biblical part. You said, Brandon, it was going to be pro black But yeah, it going to be pro Bible. Here's what the Bible says. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And if you have been redeemed, you do not have a right to remain silent. If you have been redeemed, you have an order, a command to lift your voice and tell him, thank you, to give him glory, to give him praise, to give him worship. We came to celebrate God. So I wonder if there's three or four people at the Bridge Church on June who don't mind standing to your feet and giving God glory. I woke you up this morning, giving God glory. Will he still? Thank okay. okay. you. We offer Christ to you today. He is a liberator. A promise keeper. He is a way maker. Brandon, how can you in good conscience preach a sermon like you preach today? Because the story of black folks in America is the story of how God keeps, God preserves, God sustains, God liberates. This is God's story. And so God gets the glory. I preach a sermon like this because God has created all people in his image and we all have a responsibility to love our neighbor as ourselves because they are fellow image bearers. I preach a sermon like today because the story of black people reminds us the story of the gospel. Because we were all chained and slave to sin. Satan was our master. The sin was our master. But the good of the gospel is that God has sent a redeemer a liberator, emancipator in the person of Jesus Christ the good news of the gospel is the chains of slavery to sin have been broken and now we can walk in freedom because Jesus has set us free through his death burial and resurrection and so freedom is attained by putting all of our trust and hope in Jesus Christ alone. So what to this nation, what to the church, this Juneteenth, it's a day of affirmation. That we are created in the image of God. And so we, we what does God require of us? To do justice. To love mercy. And to walk humbly. That's what God requires of us as his people. That we do on behalf of image bearers. It's a day of affirmation. But it's a day of emancipation. Juneteenth is a reminder. That it's a new day. It's a new beginning. Juneteenth is a reminder. June 18th no longer has any hold on you. But now you can walk in liberty and in freedom. There are some people maybe in this room who are living like you are under the power of June 18th. But the good news of Juneteenth is you can be free freedom comes through Jesus Christ, but it's also a day of celebration where we look to the ultimate liberator, the God of heaven and earth. To God be the glory, to God be the glory, great things he has done. Let's stand and let's sing.